0: to becoming a physician. A welcome to the Old Premeds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week for the Old Premeds Podcast, where I take questions directly from the Old Premeds subform now on the medical school headquarters forms. If you go to medicalschoolhq.net, click on forms, and then click on the non traditional premed form, that's where I take questions for this podcast. Our student today is a non traditional student who's asking about the importance of extracurricular activities. Now, before I go into this, extracurricular activities as a non-traditional student, it's hard, it's definitely hard, but they're still important. So let's go ahead and jump in and read the question, and we'll talk about it after. This student says, I'm a non-trad student who just graduated a few years ago. I've taken two gap years as of right now, and I'm currently focusing on taking classes in a DIY post and sustaining a full-time job. With these two activities, it took the majority of my time during it takes the majority of time during the week. However, I understand that medical schools are looking for sustained direct patient interaction throughout the gap year. The issue is that with working and schooling, how would it be possible to manage volunteering or getting another job to demonstrate that I really want to be a doctor? I volunteered at a local hospital for 6 years and left a couple years ago to focus on school and work. Now, after listening to the podcast, the adcom wants continued or continuous direct patient care. I was wondering if I should focus on direct patient care, such as getting an EMT job on top of the full-time job and post I cannot quit my full-time job as that job is keeping me afloat for rent, bills, etc. Should I put more focus on getting these direct patient interaction activities or getting into a part-time research assistant position if possible? How do people here do it? Some advice would definitely help. All right, so here is where the concern is coming from. And I've mentioned before that at a recent pre-med conference I was at, the admissions director, the dean of admissions, stated the one thing that they're looking for, two things really, is, is sustained volunteering and sustained clinical experience. Now, when that word sustained is used, students freak out and go, Ah, my job isn't in patient care. My job isn't some volunteering or well, obviously a job wouldn't be volunteering, but it's not in that sort of setting where, where I can show that I'm doing this thing that they want. And so students hear that and they go, oh, they need sustained. I need to quit my job. I need to go be an EMT. I need to be a, a medical assistant. I need to put myself around this. And that's not the take home message. When you hear sustained, sustained may mean for you five hours a month. It may mean 10 hours a month. It could be two hours a week. Sustained doesn't mean all consuming of your time. Okay, so when you hear sustained, don't freak out and think that's what you have to do all the time. Yes, you need shadowing. Yes, you need clinical experience. Yes, it'd be nice if you did some sort of volunteering on the side. You helped uh, some old ladies cross the streets or you helped um, with Habitat for Humanity, whatever it is, just to show that you're you're a a good person. As a non-traditional student, though, guess what? You typically have other commitments, and that is okay. Admissions committees understand that. They know that you're working a full-time job to put a roof over your head to put food on the table. They understand that your time commitments are different than a traditional student who's going to school full-time, who may be on scholarship, maybe have student loans, maybe have their parents paying for their undergrad uh, undergrad school, and they have more time for volunteering. In fact, volunteering a lot of times is built into an undergraduate kind of environment, right? You're part of a fraternity or sorority, you go and volunteer. You're part of a pre-med club, you go and volunteer. It's built into those activities as you are a student. It's much easier. And it is in the, the, the heads of admissions committee members and deans of admissions, they understand what your position is and what your restrictions are as far as time. If you're working full-time, going to school full-time, guess what, that doesn't leave a lot of time for other things. Does that mean you don't do anything? No, it doesn't mean you don't do anything. It means you do what you can. Don't kill yourself, but sustained could be a couple hours every couple weeks, not go get a full-time job as an EMT on top of your already full-time job, right? So don't think about that sustained part And think that you have to fill every waking moment with something else. Because if you do that, something is going to give. Your health is going to give. Your grades are going to give. Your MCAT prep is going to give. Something is going to give. So when you hear sustained, as a non-traditional student, if you're working full-time, great, work full-time. If you can work full-time, in the medical field and get paid what you need to to earn to make a living, great, go do that. Why not? Get that experience. Do you have to? No, you don't. Definitely don't have to. Would it be nice? Maybe. Will some admissions committee members like that? Possibly. But don't think that you have to surround yourself and, and engulf yourself in the medical field to show that this is what you want to do. Remember, sustained, a couple hours every couple weeks, a handful of hours every month, and do that consistently. That's the sustained part, is consistent, not, not um, all-consuming, all right? Hopefully that was helpful for you. I think I, I will do a better job of of clarifying that sustaining part, that consistency part, especially for non-trad students. They understand what your commitments are and they understand that you are limited in what you can do outside of the rest of your commitments. They need to understand that if you do a good job with your extracurriculars in your application, right? You're showing in your extracurricular list how busy you are. You're showing all of the classes you're taking. You're showing the job that you have. You're showing everything else that you're, you're cramming into your your days and they will be able to see that They see the commitment and understand who you are by you painting that picture if you have a question that you want answered here on the podcast again go to medicalschoolhq.net click on forms and ask your question in the non-traditional pre-med form as we release this episode it's March 28th 2018 if you're listening to this in on March 28th, 29th, 30th, or 31st, and you have been thinking about working with me for personal statements, extracurriculars, you can save 15%. I think it's the first time I've ever had a sale on my my services side of things. Um, But you can save 15% using the coupon code MARCH2018. It's all capital letters. If you go to my services tab and then click on extracurriculars and personal statement editing, Again, March 2018, it's MAR2018 to save 15%. Even if you're not applying this year, you can buy it now and, and save it for later. That is fine as well. Anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you have a great week and I hope to see you next time here on the Old Premeds Podcast.